0: Let's bring in Bill Baruch, president of Blue Line Futures. He's joining us this morning to talk energies. Bill, welcome. We started off the show the mor- this morning uh, looking at how the ISM data, the strongly expected job support also seems to be weighing on the indices to begin the week. The higher rate environment or expectations thereof seems to be weighing on crude.
1: Yes, yeah, you're right. The uh, non-farm payroll numbers, wage growth was was the big, big uh, number there. Uh, I mean, I still think there's some distortions uh, really underpinning the the strong wage growth and for instance, if you look at uh, transportation warehousing, that was an increase of two and a half percent month over month, um, but they also they lost jobs in that sector so there's there's still definitely some distortions but i mean if, if they're trying to get bodies in there i don't think um, the Amazon, the FedEx, and the airlines are really uh, you know too negative on the consumer uh, you know paying more to get people in there right now ahead of the holidays. Um, I, I'm not very negative on growth overall, but that's the real fear here, especially after the better expected data. The ISM services, um, they are looking for a deceleration yesterday and re you know, accelerated back, um, but it was it 56 or so. So, I mean, it, it's not a coincidence. We've seen the CME's Fed uh, rate hike expectations, um, the Fed watch tool uh, increased up to uh, about uh, 65% or so for to see 100 basis points through February in rate hikes. So, um, you know, that was about a coin flip to get 25 or uh, sorry uh, 75 or 100 through February. So we're starting to see the t- conditions tighten up a little bit. And then uh, the US 10-year yield, can't ignore that. 3.5% was the low, big support. 3.5% was the high going back in, in June. And um, in the resistance side of, of the prices, 114.5, 115, big resistance up there. So uh, conditions are tightening up a bit here as, as the better data um, has hit the tape.
0: Yeah, we're going to talk a little little bit later on in the show about uh, Pepsi now announcing uh, they'll be doing some layoffs. It's not just social media, some of the tech names that we've been covering. But, you know, and again, this is a reflection of in a higher rate environment, something's got to give, right? Employment and ultimately that will weigh on crude oil. Let's talk a little bit about OPEC this week. What's the read through from the, uh, uh, the extending the already existing production cuts?
1: Well I think that's more of moving you know in, in the hindsight now I mean I think it's it, the this is sort of an unknown coming into the week an unknown uh, really, middle of the middle of last week, I guess. In hindsight, you know, you're, the the fact that they did a virtual meeting is more likely that they did, you know, they weren't going to change anything. I mean, they're still holding back. Was it two million barrels per day in, in production that they that they announced in October? Uh, but you know, when you when you couple that with just the the um, you know overall global growth fears, I, I think you're starting to see. Uh, you know, crude's been in a little bit of a down market for. Mm-hmm six, six months or so. And we haven't done a ton with it. I mean, there's definitely value, you know, if you get into the mid to low seventies, but the fact that we're really not able to hold out above 80, very, very, uh, you know, consistently, I think that's a negative. Um, and I think, you know historically you find crude when it's between 50 and 70 dollars um, it's sort of this this sort of no man's land in, in many times many respects from a from a longer term or broader perspective um, and, and my fear right now is we could start to slip back into that so when we're really you know significantly or decisively above 70 it's it's in this bull market but my fear is is that we could slip below 70. um you know the the white house says they're going to buy crude below 70 and the OPEC plus seems to be playing keep away uh, at the moment um, there. So I'd be interested to see what comments come from OPEC uh, if crude continues to weaken from here. Uh, Brent is, is getting closer to 80 bucks. That's, the, that's their level they're looking at as well. So uh, I, I would keep a close eye on, on, on the news, you know, sort of evolving news flow um, you know, from OPEC Plus in the coming days and, and next week.
0: You know, we've got that double top October, September uh, up around, I'm sorry, October, uh, uh, November up around 95. And then you've got, to your point here, 70, 75, the Air Area, uh, down below to keep an eye on. We're below the 50-day moving average, so we will watch this. But Bill, in terms of watching uh, some of the news, can you uh, fill us in on what you're seeing as far as the EU ban on Russian oil this week? It's been kind of a light week in terms of news, but OPEC and uh, uh, this story also attracting some attention.
1: Yeah, you know, I, I think it's, it's definitely the headlines that, that are making uh, way here, but it's not not much like else. A okay. Yeah, it's not like it was a surprise that was going to get done, and I think yeah. really in fact. This, was, this is months in the working, and, and I think a lot of the contracts that, that were sort of planned for this time were already in place. So okay. there's not, not a whole lot of, of new news here, but it just all happens at once. you got yeah. the OPEC news, you got the China sort of reopening, you got the price caps coming in. Um, so it, it's really going to affect Asia. You know, it's going to affect China, India, Turkey. You know, what are they going to do in the coming months, um, you know, it, when when uh, when they have to buy crude?
0: Well, when you're trading energy markets, I mean, there's always a lot to consider, right, when you're talking fundamentals, uh, whether it's demand supply side are now geopolitics as well and some of what's going on to your point in terms of China. And then also you have this U.S. dollar. I mean, I started off the segment looking at some of the weakness we've seen there recently taking out the step lows. And then ultimately you saw heating oil. Uh, I saw Arbob coming off as well. I mean, heating oil been hanging in there pretty well. But yesterday or last week into the beginning of this week, taking out that September low, it looked like finally getting below key support there uh, into the $3 level.
1: Yeah, I think you said it right there with the dollar. I think the dollar is really crucial here, um, pulling back to where it broke out, really. You know, you had that big spike through June mm-hmm. the, when CPI for May was, was really hot, uh, consolidated. And then it was sort of July when uh, when the dollar really ran. And, and at that point in July, that's when I think was the euro was really breaking down. and it, it might have been that point where we broke parity. We're kind of moving towards breaking parity um, in the euro. So this is a big level in the dollar, I, I guess. You know I, i've been sort of cautious on risk assets in, in general say the SP hitting 4100 um I, I haven't done a whole lot with crude oil i because i am bullish crude oil I mean we may remain overweight uh, in, in the energy space from from uh you know from investing in, in securities but um i've been very cautious from from my commodity trading and crude 83 area at 83 and a half has been a huge level for us put that out in the research every morning and that's been the level that we've been talking about couldn't get above there yesterday, but same with the S and P the big trend line from the highs. So there's a lot of, of reason to be cautious here, for at least the market to come in. Wait till we get more data. get the PPI on Friday, CPI next Tuesday, the Fed. So I mean, I think a great scenario here would be seeing the market come in as it has, consolidate at lower levels, get supportive news, you know, through next week, and then we can start to get, you know, we continue what could be more of a more of a Christmas rally. But um, my, my caution is, is certainly here right now.
0: Bill, dollar coming off the news. Uh, China is going to reopen or are in the process of reopening. We're seeing a lot of restrictions being lifted already uh, on a day-to-day basis. That's giving copper a little bit of a lift, nearing the four-dollar level again, back above the 50-day moving average.
1: Yeah, I mean, copper's been able to sort of, kind of follow that news with China. And, and you know, I've talked about it on your show many times is you got to watch the uh, the Chinese yuan, and and that uh, okay. strengthened back uh, I guess the U.S. dollar, strengthened back below seven, uh, seven dollars. And, and so I think that's. Something to keep a really close eye on is that, is that if the yuan can continue to maintain that strength. It's really going to underpin risk assets. So you almost got to forget about everything else that's going on. And if the yuan is, just continues to strengthen, that that can really be uh, a tailwind to crude oil, a tailwind to uh, copper, other other commodities, um, because at the end of the day, they can buy more commodities with their currency, uh, and then it's going to underpin risk assets like equity markets and sort of you've seen you've seen a big rally in the Hang Sengs, big rally in, in the uh, Shanghai Composite and. Recent, recent weeks, too, although they came in, I think, uh, from the highs yesterday. But, um, yeah, it's just got to keep, I think, a close eye on the, on the currency landscape in, in that means.
0: Bill, lastly, before we let you get out of here, a uh, quick thought on gold.
1: Well, there's, I think there was quite a bit of ETF outflows yesterday. I'm short for a trade right now. Got some uh, gold puts on, yeah. uh, sold, sold silver into some resistance, and um, not a big position, not taking a whole lot of risk here in, in December ahead of the Fed meeting next week, but, but I think there's some good trading opportunities looking for that to come in. I, I mean, we're, we're approaching a very bullish seasonal time of year in the second half uh, of December, so uh, this is a very short-term trade I'm looking at. I, I may be at it by the end of the day today if we don't follow through to the downside, but I, I would like to see gold lower in order to, be a better place
0: to buy. Gold recently finds support around the 1700 level. As we can see, it's above the 50-day moving average, but still some hurdles for the bulls to get uh, above as they would like to see it back up to that 2100 level. We'll keep an eye on rates, U.S. dollar, and everything else you've brought to our attention. Bill, appreciate you sharing part of your Tuesday with us here on the TD Ameritrade Network. Bill Baruch, president of Blue Line Futures.